0: This is the Forbes interview, season two. I'm your host, Stephen Bertoni. This show is for anyone with an entrepreneurial passion, looking for inspiration from established and up-and-coming business pioneers. But first, this podcast is brought to you by MailChimp. MailChimp's all-in-one marketing platform allows you to manage more of your marketing activities from one place so you can market smarter and grow faster. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today we have in studio, the founder and CEO of IT Cosmetics, Jamie Kern Lima, thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you, I'm so excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. We are in that sort of um, post-acquisition mode. You know, it's a brand that I started, you know, in my living room, Uh, (laughs) didn't pay myself for three years, and uh, it has been such a journey. We were acquired by L'Oreal September uh, 2016. Um, They released all the public info, so $1.2 billion. Congratulations. (laughs) Largest uh, U.S. acquisition in L'Oreal history, and uh, it's it's been a relationship. That, that we really uh, built uh, earlier early on. I have a mentor there, um, Carol Hamilton who was great and just really believed in what we were doing from the time we were really small and um, she helped Fight for me to be the first female CEO in L'Oreal's hundred-plus year history. That's uh, so, so that's great. And but it, it's really been a journey of kind of creating, um, you know, very entrepreneurial story, creating a product that, that is a problem-solving product that that sort of fills a, a white space and really kind of got to this this tipping point. And um, it's been a really fun and wild and difficult. Uh, journey, yes.
0: And so when you're looking to sell this company, to give up, you know, to you're still in control, but you're selling it to a larger organization. Yeah. What do you, besides the money deal, what yeah. sort of like things are you looking for? What were kind of like, I must have this if I'm going to sell this to any company, no matter, the, no matter what the price tag is. What were kind of some of those cultural and... More kind of lifestyle things that you wanted
1: for me. It was really uh, holding on to the authenticity and and sort of that mission of being about something bigger than yourself. I think that was really important. We, you know, um, sort of the just just for listeners, the quick background is you know I was a television news anchor and thought I was going to be a journalist. My whole career loved it. Like I wish I was interviewing you right now. Actually, that that would make me so happy. Steve. You want me to switch? I, to, I, you, I would. I would yes. love it. We should do. Actually, can we? We should do a podcast Let's do that way. Let's do it. We'll we, switch we, bank accounts for a about day. You. <laughs> Off, yeah. It'll
0: be great. It'll be fun.
1: <laughs> uh, so yes, I mean that—that that was my passion, and and uh, you know, I started getting hereditary rosacea, which is a, a, a hereditary. It's a skin uh, uh, issue where your skin gets very red. So my cheeks were bright red, and I'd be anchoring the news, and and what I'd realized is is. Uh, I couldn't find makeup that would cover it. So I'd always hear my producer in my ear, you know, there's something on your face, there's something on your face. And Thanks
0: thanks for helping me. I appreciate it. Right.
1: And you're live, and you're trying to tell, you know, and, and so, um, so I would spend my whole paycheck on, on, on beauty products. I would try the most expensive, the least, everything I could get my hands on. Nothing would cover without kind of breaking up. And, and the, the best way I can describe it is like a clay desert where the ground starts to kind of crack and you see through. That's what would, would be happening on my cheeks. And, So uh, I just became, it was kind of this aha moment where I realized, okay, when you have perfect skin, everything just looks good. But, you know, there's millions of women out there that that have different issues, whether it's hyperpigmentation or whatever. You know, what are they doing? Have they just given up on makeup? Are they, you know, in the same place I am where and nothing's really working? And it, I became laser focused on solving that problem. And, and and that's when the whole idea for It Cosmetics was born. And uh, But, you know, it, so it was a white space in terms of the the positioning of product and, and the formulation of product, mm-hmm. uh, but also in terms of the messaging um, and the, the first time we'd ever gone on QVC, which I can share that story if you want, but it, it was the biggest risk I ever took as an entrepreneur and going with my gut and doing something Crazy different. Um, it's what changed the course of our whole business uh, trajectory, I believe. But, you know, it's, it's, um, I became obsessed with that and and then decided to become an entrepreneur uh, on my honeymoon flight to South Africa. Wow. Uh, my husband and I wrote the business plan. And uh, shortly after.
0: You just drink the whole time? You're supposed to have,
1: like, you know, supposed to be romantic. Yes. And uh, uh, instead, we were. We were writing a business plan. I wanna and, yeah, I
0: wanna start with a QV, I wanna hear go back to this QVC, this big risk you took. But okay. I wanna take a step back because sure. I'm yeah. always obsessed with the first step people take. Yeah. And the when I think of like makeup and just beauty care, I think of these just multi-billion dollar like almost like titans, almost like monopolies, like you said, L'Oreal and Estee Lauder and you know, it's yes. like how do you even like how does one person in the living room get a foothold and you know you're a journalist and you're in the in the media business you don't know anything about chemistry or yeah. manufacturing. So yeah. even before this QVC and before you, before I guess this business plan, like what's the first step when you're going to, when you made your first product, like where do you even start?
1: What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I knew nothing uh, about beauty and you know, um, I had learned early on, uh, you know, I went to graduate business school and thought I'd be in finance and, Mm -hmm. but I fell in love with journalism, writing for the paper. And when I took my first job, I had to learn everything. I knew nothing from, you know, one man band reporting, writing, shooting, editing, you know, everything, Uh, anchoring the news, running your own, your own prompter, with foot pedal, all of that great stuff. Yeah, this is way before
0: smart, this is before iPhones, you can. Do it all in, you know, you probably have all the gear, right? Dragon. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yes. And and I learned then, okay, I can figure this out. And it's that same resourcefulness um, that gave me the confidence to do it. Uh, and also, you know, I'm the, I've known, I've, I've worked, I've worked a lot of jobs growing up and, you know, paid for my own call, all those things. I knew I wasn't afraid of hard work. Um, I had no idea how hard it would be to start a business and how, how hard I would have to work, um, which is probably a good thing that I didn't know that.
0: What but, was the one thing that surprised you? Is like you knew it would be hard, but what's like the one thing? Like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. What component?
1: How many times I heard no, mm-hmm. and how hard it was to get sales in the beginning. Those things I think I was I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so. You know, so um, I quit my job. I, I I hired the person that worked at my television news station who did the crime maps, like the crime happened here, yeah, and it goes yeah. on the top. So I hired him to help me do packaging in my living room, which he had Hilarious. never done before. Um, and what it, made you
0: like is you had like a like for someone who's in broadcasting journalism, like yeah. you had a dream job in the sense that you were like an anchor on air. Like that's not yes. like you had you weren't you know this is a great job. People would kill for this job. People yes. would do this job for free. Yes. What was it inside you that said I'm gonna like? quit this Mm -hmm. and, you know, be like, be in my living room, putting putting together stuff with the crime map guy.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, So I think it's that, um, I think all of us, if we get really still and listen uh, to our gut, we know if we're where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that it's so easy to tune that out. To not want to know, uh, to keep going through life the easy way. I really thought I was going to uh, host my own show like Oprah. That mm-hmm. was my dream, and uh, and and what I love. But I could not ignore that uh, this feeling in my gut that okay, I I can't solve. There's nothing out there solving this problem. There must be. Mm-hmm millions of other women that feel the same way and am i going through this this problem to to figure out how to solve it for other women it was sort of this like sense of purpose greater than myself in that moment Um, and and frankly you look in the beauty industry all you see especially uh, and now it's it's even more so with digital with filters and everything else but you know all the photoshop filters exactly yeah of course
0: hd hd whatever you know it's it's yeah. High stakes.
1: Yeah. So you never saw images of beauty where women really showed that they had skin issues, yeah. and and I wanted to change that too. So it became something that was uh, bigger than myself that I could not shake if I actually listened to my gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the safe thing to do, uh, and the thing that would have looked a lot more responsible, and 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 uh, was to keep a really great job and and with a with with a paycheck and benefits yeah. and. But um, but I just knew it, and I think I think that's the thing that makes entrepreneurs take that risk is when they know inside they are supposed to be doing something. And um, but it, it was hard, wow. and the number of times mm-hmm. that we heard no, and you know, I didn't know I wouldn't be paying myself for three years. Uh, I didn't know any of those things. Uh, and uh, and I think also you know when we created when we created the company and um, and made our first product, I believed in it so passionately. I believed it was life changing. It was very few women that bought it that mm-hmm. were actually so passionate also, they would post their own before and afters online. So that's how word started spreading about the, the brand. Um, but Sephora, Ulta, QVC, I would send our products over and over and over and they would all say no. And those are, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur, there's there's people inside your industry that you just have so much respect for. And yeah. they're the experts. And when they're all telling you no, uh, it's hard. It's hard not to lay, let it turn into doubt um, of, of your own idea, it's hard not to, to give up or think, you know, second guess everything you're mm-hmm. doing. Um, and when you couple that with having no money and not knowing what you're going to do, it's hard.
0: Yeah. Especially when you feel like you're, you're, you feel like an amateur yes. and these, these experts are saying you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. What was the first mm-hmm. product and how did you make it? Did you go to the library and study cosmetics and skincare? Did you outsource it? Did you, what, what was kind of, how do you go from an idea to like I'm making a physical product here.
1: Right. So, okay. So what I started doing was uh, trying to learn everything I needed to know, not just about, about beauty, mm-hmm. but also about uh, trademarks, patents, legal. How am I going to spend the money I do have? Uh, you know, uh, and, <laughs> you you need press you need PR yep. so when you can't afford to hire other people you have to figure that out um in in my case my middle name's Marie so Jamie was our co-founder and CEO and you know Marie had her own email address she was oh, head of not, PR yep. she was head of customer service you know she would email you know hey Steve our founder is available for an interview <laughs> you know what I mean I mean she worked it um you just become resourceful. was she the, was she the bad
0: cop or the good cop
1: <laughs> no she was she oh she would have been both yeah because yes, yep. the founder can't be yep. but yeah you're right um, so, so that was a huge part of it, being resourceful, figuring out how to do everything. Uh, even, you know, I remember um, uh, my husband got that book, HTML for Dummies, yep. built our first website. Wow, wow. And I was certain that when that website went live, then we were set. And uh, sales would just start pouring in. I remember when the website went live, nothing. And then the next day, nothing. Not a single sale. The next day, nothing. Finally, I said, "It's broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely broken." You're you checking need to for fix page it. views, I'm like,
0: oh, oh, two hundred people found my site. <laughs> kind of thing, yeah.
1: yeah, no, and I. And then finally, we we got our first sale, and I was like screaming, I was so excited. And he's like, "No, that was me. I was proving to you it's not broken." Oh, like my God. I just. <laughs> and so it was. It was. It was. Hard, um, but as far as even starting, I was scrappy and, and, and a hustler, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs have to do this. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, I would cold call every single beauty company trying to trying to get information on where do they manufacture. You know how to, and that's uh, your most closely held secret yeah. because most beauty companies they use third. Third-party manufacturing facilities that are turnkey—they'll own their own formulas, um, but but just understanding uh, uh, where to go for best manufacturing processes and regulatory compliance and FDA compliance and all that. Huh. I just started calling everyone who was doing it, um, and I finally got one person at a at a smaller company, and I think she was a receptionist, although I'm not sure because at smaller brands you do everything, and she shared with me who they use as their manufacturer, uh, which is a, a a huge you know something. Wow. Not yeah, what would, to you, do. what would you ask?
0: Like, would it was, would it be your uh, alter ego Marie calling and just? Saying you like what would what would yeah. that how would that phone call go? Oh, and you, say, oh, like, and, you yeah. know, like, I love I, your product. Where do you make it? Kind yeah, of thing.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to know, um, uh, uh, just like you know, the very best manufacturers. Like, ones you'd recommend, and yeah. uh, you know, that kind of thing, and just having conversation. And usually, people hang up on you. Or I was trying everything, and then eventually, I understood. I learned about the trade shows you go to. You okay. meet all the different ones. Who do they work for now? And you just start building building mm-hmm. your resources there. But the first person that 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 um that she gave me the name of that manufacturer they became our first manufacturer and, um, and they actually manufacture for all of the big companies uh, as well. Uh, and the, the, um, the owner's son is the first person I met with. And now he's to this day, one of my good friends and they still are one of our biggest manufacturers, but it was just being scrappy and, and, uh, having no ego and just doing whatever you Mm. can to learn and to, um, to get info from, from wherever you can in the beginning.
0: You're making the stuff, you're yes. bottling it, you're packaging it, you're yes. putting all this up front.
1: Yes. And front. then all in your own manufacturing uh, facility, but then you also have to go to a third-party warehouse where they have to package it per QVC specs, which is ah. another fee. It goes on and on and on and on. So so you're 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 putting up front so much money and then it's all in the line. Mm-hmm. And, and and had it not worked, you have to take it all back and we would have gone out of business. Did so, you
0: How'd you raise that money? You said you had a thousand bucks left, but you're obviously putting a... Very expensive order to go there.
1: Yeah, so we got our very first. So, so we started uh, looking for uh, small business loans okay. and got no's also from everyone until California Bank and Trust. Never told the story actually. <laughs> California Bank and Trust was the last. Uh, 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 interview, we we uh, moved into an apartment in Studio City, California. Nice. Uh, they needed to tour our office, uh, which was all Ikea stuff in a living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they said yes, unless literally it was a God thing. It had to be because they really <laughs> probably shouldn't have, but they believed in what we were doing. They said yes. So we got a small business loan and then that's how we we, we did that. And, um then everything was on the line. So we yep. had one airing on QVC. It's live. A lot of people don't know this, but it's live, twenty four seven. There's no script. It's just it's you, a host, a camera. Uh, you you have models out there, yep. you, you, and then people can call in live. Everything is live. And once you go on, if your product is not doing well within a minute or two, they cut your minutes live. Ah, okay. Right. So. I wasn't nervous for the TV part at all, because um, to me, that's fun and everything. But I knew everything was on the line for our company. And, you know, I think for every entrepreneur out there, I th- I think when I look back, one of the, I think the, the biggest game changing moment, or I should say one of them for us, was our decision on how we were going to go on QVC. And what I mean by that is, sometimes you see how things are being done you see what your competitors are doing you see what's happening in the industry and, and what's working mm-hmm. and it's easy to go okay that's what's working yes. that's what I should do and but sometimes if you in your gut you know that it's not right it, that bigger picture bigger than yourself or your business, you want to be about something mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you believe in, uh, and is that worth the risk? And and what I and so what I mean by that is in the entire beauty industry at the time, uh, and we met with experts that that, that consult for brands on QVC. Gotcha. They all said the same thing: like how to sell, right? How to sell, and yeah. and what to do in your ten minutes. And their biggest thing was: these are the type of models you need to use. Mm-hmm. All of them looked pretty much the same they all had perfect skin, there was little diversity, and they were all in their very early 20s, gotcha. if not 18, 19. And, and when you looked on on the air at the time, in the past decade, that's all that anyone had ever used that had done really well. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, but I created this because I have redness in my skin, and, and, and what if I'm a real woman sitting at home how do I know this is going to work for me? And so we asked QVC's permission for me to take my makeup off to show my before um, with my bright red rosacea. And then we said, I want to use real women. I know in all the beauty industry, you know, you flip through the magazines, everything's photoshopped." Oh, yeah. this isn't real. This is, w- Girls, young girls, women of all ages are seeing this. That's not real. Even if we don't sell a single product, I at least want to believe in what we're doing. And I want women to feel beautiful, right. even if it's for only my 10-minute segment and even if they don't buy anything. I want them to see a definition of what's aspirational that is actually uh, inclusive. And so we decided for me to show my before wow, okay. and my after and then also... We have Helen, who's in her 70s, uh, that I put in a chair. Okay. Alicia's African-American with acne-prone skin. Desiree has under-eye circles. She worked as in, in, in home mortgages, and mm. uh, now she it goes on TV for us now, oh, 10 amazing. years later. Um, uh, so uh, real women, and it was a huge risk, but I knew if I didn't do it, and even if we'd done well the other way, it would feel inauthentic to what we were doing. So we mm. took this huge risk. Um, against the advice of everyone. And, and, and I remember at the, it was at the exact 10 minute mark when the sold out sign went up. And uh, I was crying, my husband was like, we're not going out of business. And uh, it was the start of, of something really special. Um, we grew to be, and still are, the largest beauty company QVC's ever had. So we do over 250 live shows a year there. And wow. the biggest blessing in how it all worked was you don't need a huge infrastructure for a direct-to-consumer business like QVC or, or digital, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is great because what I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And had we gotten into brick and mortar sooner, we would have failed because, a, we didn't have the infrastructure to support it, um, uh, or or the capital to be able to fund everything you need from from fixtures to education to to, to everything else. So it, it was um, such a blessing how it all worked out. That's with doing that's QVC like, yeah. first, that's
0: like a cinematic. I can, can sit in a movie in my head, in my head. It's such like a cinematic moment, and it's wild too because it's kind of like. These ten minutes a culmination of your you know, your your MBA, you know, is a culmination of your being on air for all those years and also like just your contrarian it's just it's, everything kind of came together. It's an amazing, amazing story. Thank you. What yeah, was it, it, it was like fun. before? Like, were you were like not sleeping the night before? Was it kind of I feel like it's like those Oh you back want in the, the real? Yeah. I
1: don't know if I've I've ever shared this. Okay, so I drove so so uh you know, obviously, I was so obsessed. It was all I could think about. Yeah. I knew that sort of 10 minutes were going to define if our company survived or not. Crazy. Um, it was so much pressure. I, uh, so now, thankfully, there's a lot of security at QVC. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was September 2008, and there wasn't as much. Um, we flew there a, a week out, and I drove there uh, every single day. Uh, for the for the five, it was five or six right. days before. And they're like in
0: Pennsylvania, right?
1: Yeah, they're in oh. Westchester, Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha. uh, so it's about thirty minutes west of Philly. Okay. Um, I drove into the parking lot in my rental car. I sat there staring at the front door and literally uh, imagined us succeeding. I prayed. Um, it felt so heavy, and I felt so stressed because you know you don't want to lose other people's money, but yeah. also I knew that this was something I felt. I was supposed to be doing. Uh, but it's very scary to think, what if it doesn't work? And I knew how big of a risk we were taking. Yeah. I prayed to God, for, for God to take it from me because it felt too big for me. Um, and I prayed to be used to be of service in some way, even if it were just to change the perception women had of, of what beauty is, and even if it were just 10 minutes. And I, I just every day did that. Wow. I know, like, incredible. Yeah, and... and uh, uh,
0: Was it helpful or get you even more stressed out?
1: I think it was helpful. (laughs) I think it was helpful. And I had, I mean, I had what I was gonna do in terms of the the production of the 10 minutes. Uh, Having said that though, the second I arrived that night for the final show, the host is like, this is great, but um, this is what I'd like to do. She threw it all out and I had to go with it. And I think that's where, you know, as an entrepreneur, you look at all your past jobs. Like I begged groceries, I worked at Denny's, but doing television news, in that moment, I I realized, okay, I can do live TV and that's where where all of a sudden everything I'd done in the past helped because I had to go with it with her. And just like you have to with your producer when you're anchoring the news, they take you different places, right? During breaking news, you have to go with it. Um, It all kind of, uh, uh, yeah, set up that whole moment uh, for everything and QVC is fun, but it's 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 and it's a it's you know hundred in a hundred million homes, and we couldn't afford advertising uh, at all. And so all of a sudden, you're getting this incredible exposure that mm-hmm. then, uh, eventually, the retailers then were a lot more interested because demand for our products was spiking on there in search. Uh, so then we got into Ulta and then Sephora, um, and we're number one in Ulta. We're now number two in Sephora, uh, but it's interesting because. I think a lot of people are just, are hearing about our company now, mm-hmm. seeing yeah. this end result. Um, but when you, when you really, you know, all of our biggest partners now said no for so many years. Um, and not only, not only no, some of the buyers would say, honestly, I don't even think it's a good idea. Like if this were going to sell, I would know it's mm-hmm. not wow. like you get all kinds of comments, you know? So I think that's just I love sharing that on your show, and I love when, I love hearing that when other entrepreneurs share it because I think there's so many young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs of all ages, just starting out. You've got to be ready to hear no, and ready to not let it turn into doubt in mm-hmm. your own head if you believe in what you're doing.
0: And I love how you said too that like if you had been successful quote with those big brick and mortar stores beforehand, the company might have failed. Yeah, opposed to definitely. getting all those no's, and then you yes. took kind of literally a hail mary. Um, QVC play, yeah. and that kind of set the table. That's wild. Yes. Speaking, yes. Of, a lot of entrepreneurs listening today, a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs listening. Yeah. What other kind of like key advice and learnings would you share? Like just in general, with you know someone trying to make that make that jump.
1: Again, this wasn't intentional, but now I realize how hugely important it was. Be ready to be so cheap. In the beginning, and so disciplined with your money, um, and 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 laser focused on staying cash flow positive, uh, had we not done that, we wouldn't have made it. And it it is hard, and there's things that are unexpected. Um, you know, all of a sudden you'll get out of the blue a, a, a legal letter mm-hmm. from someone coming after you for your trademark that you completely deserve to own, but they're so much larger than you, you can't even afford to fight it in the beginning. The, all these things happen that are, you know, unexpected. And uh, and I think financial discipline and knowing how to be really poor, that was, I think, the biggest blessing mm-hmm. because, I don't think we would have made it otherwise, and 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 it's hard, and it's not sexy or glamorous. And I think, I think that um, you know, now one of my my biggest joys and is investing in other entrepreneurs, and uh, I love investing in female owned businesses, and I love just, I mean, I love mentoring and helping build brands. I mm-hmm. love that. That's my passion. But what I'll tell you is the number one reason I say no is because I meet so many people I don't think are willing to work as hard as I did yeah. and willing to be as cheap as I was. And as I should say disciplined, that's a better word than cheap. No, but, it, it both work. it works. I mean, it's cause you know, some, some people get funding early um, or they start with money. And, and I think what happens is um, all of a sudden, you know, your brand name and your face is, 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 is in Sephora and different places. And it's, it's, Everyone thinks that your world is glamorous, and it's easy to fall into that trap and start spending money on things. And I'm talking little things, yeah. like a nice rental car versus the lowest possible <laughs> economy, uh, bare bones. I haven't heard of that company rental car. Yeah, I mean that's You're getting, the like, difference. Again,
0: like a Toyota Solica from the like scary, scary place down.
1: That's like, used, and yes. like like, yeah. and and they bought the it warehouse from,
0: by the airport. That's your, yes. Yeah.
1: That's what we did. I mean, it was that level of detail for how to stay cash flow positive and not go out of business. And I think that, I mean, we would have this probably HR violation, but I mean, I remember having five employees in one hotel room, motel Mm six, just because that's, we had no other option. And, and, and you're just hustling in the early days, trying to make it. And, um, you know what I mean? So now, by the way, I don't know if I should say this. I'm looking at a room, but now, like, we'll have big teams at QVC, and yep. I remember if the hotel sold out and two people have to share, uh, they get their own bed, you know. And and the Sheraton there over there has goose down pillows, and but like if someone complains now, I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, go to the motel, sex. i we'll <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say that I think that I think that uh, being disciplined and knowing how to have how to have and spend not spend money where you don't absolutely need to. To me, that is so critical. And and people giving up their careers and then going as an entrepreneur all of a sudden um, to not having benefits, not having any of those things. I think you have to be ready. Mm. Um, I think you have to be ready. And also, I think you have to be ready for the 100-hour weeks. I mean, I think it's worth it, but it's tough. It's tough.
0: Well, that's a great spot to end. I want to thank Jamie Karen lima CEO and co-founder of It Cosmetics. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Forbes interview. I'm Stephen Bertoni. Please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts and leave a rating and review. I'll see you next week.